The Zone, if you're lit watching The Zone, do you want to sign us? Yeah. We'll do a podcast on your channel and you can pay us and then we can quit our jobs and live the good life. Exactly. Living my Love best life. life. <laughs> Thank you. Welcome back, everyone, to the Footy Fetish Podcast with myself, Alfie, and OG today, Ollie. Yo. It's just the dream team back once again, us two. Um, Mark's pulling the sickie, loves the sickie. No, I'm joking. He, um, he's actually fucked up his back quite badly. So we'll say um, Mo Farah signs out to Mark. Hope you're feeling better, bro. Yeah. Um, Harry will be here tomorrow, as well as special guest and fan favourite Dan Bardell. So make sure that you're going to be here for tomorrow's uh tomorrow's pod i think mark will, will not be here for tomorrow um but we'll be back next week basically yeah. just he might be here he might surprise he might us all here. but he also yeah. probably won't be yeah but that's okay we just want you to get better my bro but uh yeah we're just gonna go through some news we were gonna do some ranking of transfer window and that kind of thing but we figured that i feel that that'll be better once we're all together Oof. or at least like you know the main of us are together we have a new follower uh it might be a oh. bot it's host zero zero three one two thank you if, if you're, you're a bot, not a bot if you're not a bot give us a we'll give you a mo farah sign regardless um we need to come up with a bot mo farah sign yeah i don't know how we do it we could always do it like that <laughs> yeah fair enough <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, sorry, as I was saying, yeah, we were gonna do the transfer rankings, our, our little you know, on yeah. But we we know Liverpool would have been bottom, Arsenal just above, and then Palace at the top. Basically a little rundown for you. But um No yeah, spoilers, says, no did... spoilers, come on. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But um but yeah, no, we're just gonna go through some news and general footy shit today before the uh our preview for the weekend's football tomorrow. It feels weird that we're you know doing it a day late and now we've got back to back day streams, but um Look at us, man. Look at us. Look at us. <laughs> Look at us. Who'd have thought? Who'd have thought? Uh, not me. Uh. Look at us. Hey. Look at us. Look at us. Huh? Who would have thought? Not me. Uh, yeah, so we're going to just go through the World Cup qualifiers. Just some talking points of the World Cup qualifiers. I didn't realise they're still on. We're playing tonight. We're playing yeah. Poland tonight. Yeah, Lance's been announced. Um, I haven't actually looked at it yet. But you know what? Let me get that up as we speak. Yeah, go on. Oh, I've got it here, Ollie. Right. Here oh, very go. much remaining of the first game. Yeah. We've got Pickford, Shaw, Maguire, Stones, Walker, Declan Rice, Calvin Phillips, Jack Grealish, Mason Mount, Raheem Sterling, and Harry Kane. Harry, Harry Kane. Harry, Harry Kane. Harry Kane. Okay. Uh, yeah, nice. Okay. All right, we're going to smash Poland. Yeah. Sorry, uh, Simon, if you're watching, brother. He's not. He's uh, streaming right now. Oh, okay, fair enough. I'm not sorry. <laughs> yeah, if you're watching, go quickly to Shed Gaming Stream. Type taking the L and then come back here and bring all of his viewers back here as yeah. well. Um, but yeah, so we're playing tonight. But obviously, more importantly, we've already played two games and absolutely smashed both teams we played. Obviously, I oh know Hungary and Andorra. But I tell you what, Ollie, that Hungary win felt good. It did. Do you know why that Hungary fe- uh, that felt good? Win felt good. Why was that, mate? Because the Hungarian fans. Were cut. Big, yeah, Jesus. Big, yeah. big cuts. <laughs> now, I don't want to touch on too much. I don't know the social etiquette and social standard in in Hungary. I just don't. Neither but do from they, what we've right? seen, yeah, from what we from what we've seen, obviously at the Euros, I feel like there was trouble with with Hungarian fans at the Euros. But I allegedly, I can't one hundred percent say it. But I feel like there was. Um, and then obviously this game throwing cups and stuff like that just look guys you're getting battered you're going to get battered by every team you play because you're shit 
and it doesn't help when you've got fans you know being racist and abusing players so just basically hungry sort yourself out not you know the team and people whatever no, but yeah we smashed them the boys look good man i know it's like obviously saying hungry but yeah man we're, we're still the best team in the world italy whatever we're still the best team in the world yeah i've seen something today about the um most the top valued international clubs and yeah. uh england number one we're the only uh international team worth over a billion Mate, it's crazy it's like we already have this team and you see players that aren't starting in this team trent jude bellingham Bakayo Saka, yeah. like Patrick Bamford, these are Reese James, Sancho. these are all top Sancho, these are all top and then even if you go a little bit lower, you go to like I know you've got you know, you could go to your Harvey Elliott's that are up and coming, you know, you've got other young players that, you know that Yeah, Eze, if we're gonna go there, fuck it. Um <laughs> if we're going Smith Rowe, we'll go Eze. But we'll um But yeah, no, we've just got like even down to like players that aren't even getting a look in at the moment. They are all quality. Yeah. Um we have such a bright, hopefully such a bright future ahead. Um, but yeah, hopefully we can get it. I know I've seen something that Gareth's having a negotiation about his contract in November, yeah. so that'll be interesting. I hope he gets an extension. Um, there's no reason why he shouldn't get an extension. Definitely. Like 100%, he's, it's not like he did terribly at the Euros. Obviously, we got to the final, like yeah. did unbelievably well. Um, and it's not like we're doing badly in these European qualifiers either. He's, there's literally no reason. Apart from if he's got his own personal reason that he doesn't want to stay, fair enough. But in yeah. terms of people in the FA and everything not wanting to keep him, they don't have a, any leg to stand on at all. No, there's no reason why you want to keep him. He's got us the best we've ever been since 1966. So, I don't know. But also, let's just touch on the topic of Trent playing in the field. Because everyone thought he could do it. He can't do it. No. Um, <laughs> he is rubbish in midfield. I'm yeah. sorry. Like... It's easy when you're a right back because all you've got is that bit down the right. Not when you've got to take up the whole rest of the field. Like I'm sorry, like Mark. It's a shame Mark's not here to talk about it. But mate, yeah, uh, Trent cannot play in that midfield. I'm sorry. Not when you've got other options like you know Bellingham, Rice, Phillips. Like it's just like Rice and Phillips. Obviously, I think they've cemented that midfield duo spot. They are just outrageously good together. Yeah, Mark, um, if you're in the chat, defend yourself. Defend your boy. Yeah. Or Kieran, if Kieran's here. Yeah. Um, let us know why is Trent so shit. Just let us know, mate. In the midfield. Um, yeah, mate. Well, we, love we love Trent. We love Trent. Yeah. We do. Um, it's all banter at the end of the day. It's all banter. But honestly, like he, he wasn't impressive, and I understand that he hasn't played there that much. I get it. Yeah. But. Against yeah, a team like Andorra, though, you'd expect him to perform a, a bit better. Like, I texted you boys and just said, I'm, I don't know much about like, at, like the football in Andorra, but they looked like a League 2 team, man. They were terrible. They were awful. We yeah, didn't look were. like, to be fair, we didn't look too amazing, but we'd put out a vastly different squad compared to the, the previous game. Yeah, 100%. So, um, and obviously, we had, we had oh, Trent playing yeah. in the midfield, for Christ's sake. So, uh, mm. But yeah, no, it was they still did a, a great game. It was. Um, so a confidence-boosting win. Yeah, 100%. I think, um, yeah, Bellingham's going to be a baller. Bamford, I really Bellingham. like Bamford. And I have to be honest with you. Uh, this is this was going to come up earlier. We all know Jamie O'Hara, right? Unfortunately. Yeah, we know Jamie O'Hara. We know that, unfortunately, TalkSport, I like TalkSport, right? But unfortunately, they've given him a seat to spout his, bo spout his bollocks, basically, on a daily he came in. He, he came in and said, "Obviously, we've had the you know, who would you rather have, Kane or Ronaldo, to win a to win you a title?" He went with Kane. I mean, there's been no record of that in any whatever. But he also is his his most recent one, Ollie, which is even better. 
is that he believes Bamford being called up is 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 block it is wrong and is blocking the road for other players to come through and play for England. Now I just want to take you into a just put this out there. No, the only English striker that was better than Kane, the better than Bamford last year, was Harry Kane. Yeah, that's it. Like like statistically, he was the only English yeah. striker better and. They play like if you want to take Harry Kane out of that team, and you want all obviously the quality is different. But if you want like for like style, yeah, that's the closest you're going to get. Patrick Bamford in there, man. Yeah, so they're, yeah, they're very similar players in the way that they they, they play the ball, the way that they um, obviously finish and everything like that. They're very very similar. You're not going to get much closer to Harry Kane in terms of like, the, the playing style than Patrick Bamford. Yeah, and obviously I, I kind of. I can only understand what Jamie O'Hara is saying if he's talking about on an age basis. If he's thinking, let's get someone really young compared to yeah. Bamford, who's just what late twenties now or something. It was his birth- it was his birthday uh, uh, the same day as the Andorra game. Yeah, um, he's twenty-eight. Yeah, and uh, it was Saka's birthday as well, just turned twenty. But um, yeah, he's that's the only way I can think of making sense of Jamie O'Hara's comment there thinking oh yes give someone that's unbelievably young a chance like a a, a balagan or something like someone that's like still in their teens or whatever or, yeah a greenwood or something like that they've got so long yeah obviously they've got a long long time bamford mm-hmm. is ready now i think and he to, deserves it yeah definitely he had a great season last year yeah. he's doing pretty well this year yeah, he's got one goal so far, one goal and an assist this year, and he's he's but he's looked a better player so far this year. I think he looks Definitely. so much more comfortable in the Premier League. Yeah, he looks um, more complete. Yeah, and his build-up play is just fantastic. Um, but yeah, I, it's just Jamie O'Hara chat shit again. I, mate, it's, it, it's just every day now. Talks about got a real um, thing about getting people on that don't understand football. Oh mate, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, you've got Alan Brazil, you've got Charlie Austin was uh, on there. Charlie Austin, who doesn't, yeah, who, yeah, who can't, who can't score against Championship defenders, let alone Premier League ones. So, mate, keep your opinions to yourself. Uh, you got Jason Cundy on there, who exactly, brother? Um, and then, yeah, you, you've got like, Jim White, who I actually really liked. You used to like Jim White when I saw him twice a year yeah. because it was uh, on transfer deadline day. <laughs> yeah. Now you see him daily. Nah, he's an idiot. No, I'm sorry, I'm only joking, Jim. You're fine, but um, but you are a bit. But um, <laughs> but yeah no it's just uh, it's just how right mate it's just bad bro honestly They're so bad get some young boys in there man but um, but yeah no get us in there give us a show why don't you give us a show exactly we'll do we'll chat shit if you want us to chat shit trust me we could do it with the best of them all right so you know just give it to us um, pay us we'll make sure everyone's here yeah every week exactly. yeah. yeah. Exactly. No bad back is going to keep exactly. anyone out of it. Uh, when when, uh, when yeah. your pockets are full, your back feels alright. <laughs> exactly. I don't mind put. I don't mind putting a muscle in my back when I'm lugging around that big sack of money. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh god. Uh, uh, in other news, France is <laughs> shit now. I don't yep. know if you've seen this, really. Yeah. They've, they've got so far. There's two games. One all draws against Bosnia and Ukraine. Big games, Mate. man. Big games. There's some tough big opponents. Games. Yeah, yeah. That one-man team of Edin Dzeko, who is, like, 40 now. Oh, hang on, He's hang gone. on. Let's not forget about Sed Kolasinac as well. Yeah, so how could I forget? <laughs> oh, how could I forget? I'm so sorry. I didn't even know he was a Bosnian, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, 
Mm. But yeah, they, they need to turn their shit around, man, real soon, because they had a really disappointing Euros going out like they did. And now, I mean, their World Cup qualifiers aren't looking too much better, to be honest, man. Not at all. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know what they're going to do, to be honest. I think it's... I think it's cool. Like, I, I wouldn't mind France getting all like turmoily again and, and stuff like that. I think it's hilarious. Um, makes for good content, but surely when it comes to it, they they are too good to not be at least. They're going to make the World Cup. It's just how far they get there. Yeah, hundred percent. How far they go when they're actually there. Um, on, the, that... uh, on the same lines as uh, France, did you see their under twenty ones drew one one with Faroe Islands? Uh, yesterday or the day before that is what they're doing at the moment they've got yeah, that youth squad that they're building to bring into uh, the senior team is going to be top notch yeah really really good um, I mean they've got a world cup I, I would do anything for a world cup yeah well, we've all looked by mate this time next year all said and done we'll already have one yeah I just want one so bad actually no it won't be this time next year because the world cup's in the winter isn't it Cause in yeah Qatar, with the most tin pot shit going on. <laughs> Honestly, I hate it. I hate the way football's going right now. It's getting bad. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I'll come on to that because there's some biennial World Cup stuff that's going on that I'm just not happy with. But we'll get back onto that anyway. And it's your man as well, but we'll get onto that. Um, <laughs> Poland smashed San Marino 7 1. Um, yeah, which I'm only saying that because we're playing them tonight and they could, be, they could do something. I mean, like, yeah, I don't know. They've got Lewandowski, so I wouldn't be surprised if they do do something. Uh, maybe get a goal or something like that. But we're too good, man. We're just too good. Um, England out here just, just doing mad things. But obviously, I think the funniest thing that's happened at these World Cup qualifiers is the Brazil-Argentina game. Um, oh, my God. Obviously, you would have seen this. It, it, it got, oh, I think it was six, seven minutes into the game, got abandoned because, uh, oh, well, health authorities stopped the game. Uh, it's come out that obviously four Argentinian players, Martinez, Buendia, Romero and Lo Celso, had violated the Brazilian COVID regulations and had lied on their pre-flight health declarations. This helped them sidestep the rules that any player has been in the countries of the United Kingdom, South Africa or India in the previous 14 days are forbidden from entering Brazil, unless they are Brazilian citizens or have a permanent residence in the country. Now, obviously, Martinez, Buendia, Romero and Lo Celso do not fall into those characters. No. Okay. And if I'm being completely honest, like, I know it's a general... Who doesn't know that Martinez, Buendia, Romero and Lo Celso play in the Premier League? Uh, what do, I just don't understand how that, that something like that can happen. It's so... It, mate, honestly, it, it's insane. The ineptitude that has obviously happened with these, pe these people governing what's going on. Yeah. Like, they're incompetent because how can you let this happen? These the only, are high-profile people. The only thing I can think of is some corruption down the line somewhere they've done it on, they've let them in on purpose and then just to try and fuck them in the long run or whatever yeah it's, it wouldn't surprise me at all I think something like that happened South America can be a, quite a strange place sometimes um, but yeah, that. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't uh, do want to say too much more uh, but yeah no it's I can the only thing that I can think of is someone has let, allowed that to happen on purpose because you don't get four Premier League players you don't they don't just fall into Brazil they don't fall into the country people must have known that they were going to be there the Premier League would have known they were going to be there their teams the various representatives their sponsors everything everyone knew they were going to be there yeah how yep. how, how have they allowed this to happen still 
it's just insane, man. Just, just money, money talks. Money. Oh, gee. Okay, my Instagram's going off. Sorry about that. Um, <laughs> I was just gonna tweet out. Our... Did you put a post out for us? Sorry. Oh, what for the stream? Yeah. No, I didn't put anything on uh, socials, but put it on a uh, various on Discord chats. Sorry, sorry about that little break, people. We're uh, obviously live and stuff like that. You know how you know how it is. But um, yeah, I, yeah, it's just so stupid, man. Obviously, yeah, like I think they've let it go. They've let it happen, something like that. But then, um, obviously, we've heard two conflicting stories on this particular incident. But I've heard that Spurs were obviously Spurs have decided to now fine Romero and Lacelso for their involvement in this situation. And now I know you've heard something quite different, but um, I've seen that Spurs were expecting Romero and Lacelso back for the Palace game. Now, obviously, they can't play anyway because of the, the ban that they've got coming in for five days or whatever since coming back. But uh, that is not how they found out. Apparently, Spurs hierarchy found out due to the Argentina manager announcing that Lacelso and Romero would play this Friday when they were expected to play this Saturday for Spurs against Palace. So Tottenham had no clue. Apparently not. Oh, I can't believe that. I cannot Apparently believe that because before they even left the country, I saw an article on BBC Sport or something about the fact that the uh, Celso and Romero had already been like said that they won't be able to play yeah. in the uh, the Palace game. They weren't going to be available for it due to quarantine. Obviously, once they get back, so mm. and I don't know like. You, you don't think that Lacelso or Romero would have mentioned it to anyone at Tottenham, or the people that know their schedules, assistants, whatever it may be. You, I don't, how you can you let that happen? No, it's so stupid, man. Like ridiculous. I don't like. Yeah, I don't... If that is true, and Tottenham have had no clue, then pff, baffling. Yeah, mate. It, it, it is more simple than I originally thought. Yeah, well, I mean. Not, like things just are not looking good for North London teams right now. Uh, it's just not looking great. But at least you're, like that's the thing. No matter how bad Arsenal get, at least you're not Spurs. Exactly. Um, but yeah, so I don't know what's going to happen. But obviously, since then, not only has sorry, that orange juice gone straight to my chest. Um, yeah, since since all that's happened, um, obviously more players have now come out that that I mean basically anyone I think it was basically the Brazilian players yeah, that are in still now have. Go on, go through the list of players because it's quite some big players and, yeah. and it's really affected my fucking And there's league. one thing in this list as well that's kind of baffled me even more. Uh, but the players that can't play, we've got Edison, Allison, Thiago Silva, Fabinho, Fred, Rafinha, Roberto Firmino and Gabriel Jesus. Everton forward Richardson is exempt due to his club's relationship with the Brazilian FA. Apparently, Everton have a good relationship with the Brazilian FA, so he's allowed to play, but none of these other players are. Yeah. I How hope... does this make sense? Like, it's just such a backwards way of doing things. Like, it's one rule yeah. for one person because they play for uh, Everton, but it's another rule for all these other people because they don't play for Everton. Even though we've been to the exact same places, we've played the same game, and we're going back to the same, like, well, saying going back to the same country. Yeah. How does this work? I'm, what logic have they used? It. I hate it when politics and stuff gets put into football, man. I, I just hate it. But yeah, yeah this, is, this is it. I've actually just found a um, found an article here on BBC Sport. It's like Premier League clubs are hopeful players will be cleared to play this weekend. I'll just read a little, you know, an excerpt from this from this article for you guys. 
Uh, Premier League clubs are hopeful their players will be available this weekend, despite four nations triggering a rule to prevent them from playing. Players who did not travel after being uh, players who did not travel after being called up by Brazil, Mexico, Paraguay, and Chile have been banned for five days under FIFA regulations. Officials are in talks with FIFA to try and find a way around this issue. Manchester City, Man United, Liverpool, Leeds, Chelsea, Wolves, Newcastle and Watford are affected. Eight players from five clubs have been affected by Brazil's decision alone, which follows a similar move by Mexico, Paraguay and Chile last week. Uh, Brazil invoked the bans after the Premier League stopped players from appearing for their countries if it meant travel to red-listed countries. So is this just like a spite thing? Is that what this is? It is this Brazil like basically it. throwing their fucking prams out the, uh, throwing their boys out the pram? Just yeah. being massive babies. Sounds like oh, it. Oh, mate. Just because your country's shit at football now, <laughs> don't try and ruin it for the rest of us. All right? Oh, God. Jesus. Why? Like, Football's becoming a bit of a mess at times. Bro, football is crazy, man. Honestly, it's like the best reality show ever. <laughs> um, honestly, it's, it's nuts. So, yeah, it says... Um, so yeah, uh, players travelling to red listed countries would have been would have had to miss several games on their returns because of the 10-day isolation period required under UK rules. In addition to missing their size weekend games, Chelsea defender Thiago Silva and Manchester United midfielder Fred will also not be allowed to play in their team's opening Champions League game against Zenit St. Petersburg and Young Boys on Tuesday. However, it is understood that Brazil have not asked for Everton forward Richarlison to be prevented from featuring against Burnley on Monday. It is felt Brazil showed leniency in that specific case as Ever Everton allowed Richarlison to play at the Olympic Games when the regulations did not force them to. So that makes right. a bit a bit more clarity yeah. on the situation. But essentially, that is still like, oh, we like you a little bit better because you scratched our back, so we'll scratch yours. If it was the other way around, if players... Like, if this was Eng like the Eng English government or like the English FA that are controlling all of this, they would be absolute uproar for the yeah. fact that they're... Like, say, for instance, if it was the other way around and... Uh, we had English players like going to uh, sorry we had players play, English players playing in Brazil want to come back to England to play an, an international game um, and w we did something similar to that they'd be absolutely uproar there'd be pandemonium yeah. people would be so angry and England's obviously looked at in a very different light to a lot of other countries in this way where we're being obviously equality is everything and if oh, mate, if, if England had said that one like a person can go back and play for that club, but not another one. Even though, that, as I say, they're going from the same country, going to the same country, and they've been to the same place since being there because they're playing in the same games, mm -hmm. like playing for the same team or whatever. Like there is literally no reason other than the fact that they're just being petty. Right. There is an actual agenda against England when it comes to football. There is, and I don't want to hear it any other way because. But like I understand that what happened at the Euros is oh, I hate harping back on this, but what happened at the Euros was disgusting, and we know that. But less like people were quick to forget that it happens in basically every fucking country. Like yeah, we don't even country. want to touch on like Italy and places like that. They are some of the most. Like, no, we're not going to touch on that because we're bigger than that here at the Footy Fetish Podcast. Um, I'm not, I'm not in, no, in no way am I defending what happened after the final and everything. But that was the Euro final. Hungary did it to England in a World Cup qualifying game. Yeah. And, and it's no one exactly, cares. Exactly. And no one cares. Now it's done and it's dusted. Like, it's like it's over. I oh, know. It annoys me, this sort of thing, man. But... Yeah, it's a gender against England when it comes to international football. And I really hope we go on to win the World Cup, win the next Euros, whatever. I hope that we make... The Euro I Nations wanna, League. I, I want us to make kids cry. I want, I want us to make kids have, like, 
like be so fucking gutted and sad and cry to their parents about, oh, we lost to England. Uh, yeah, you fucking did lose to England, right? Do you remember in the Euros when there was that uh, the shot of that girl at the game? It was she, a um, Danish girl that was crying yeah. and everything, and people started feeling bad and raising money for it. No, yeah, we're not doing that anymore. Whoever started that, if you were, I saw the Donny on Insta on Twitter that started that. <laughs> You're a dodgy geezer, lad. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. Um, no yeah, it's just from now on. Yeah, I, I don't care. Like, I, when it comes to like racism stuff, I definitely do give a shit. And England fans need to be dragged through the mud if that is situated, if that when when that's going on. But let's not just forget about everything else that goes on in the world and blame England for everything. Because um, it's just it's just not true. Like you got to be fucking, you know, legit. Um, but yeah, a uh, little bit of news. Obviously, I don't know. Do you watch Soccer Aid, Ollie? How did you enjoy Soccer Aid? I did man? actually. You know what? It's probably the best soccer raid we've had in a good few years now. And in terms of the like the football, the footballing ability was um, quite poor, obviously. But it was just hilarious, yeah. man. It's it was so like obviously a lot of young kids there at the game, obviously with their families and that. So everyone was just having a laugh. They made more of a show out of it because it was yeah. obviously it's, it's just a laugh at the end of the day. It's there to raise money for charity, for a really good cause. Um, donate if you haven't already donated to UNICEF. It is a great cause. Um, but yeah, it was no one. Yeah, and d donate to us. Um, <laughs> we need it. Yeah, so there is. It was just a, a massive laugh. You had um, Harry Redknapp on the sidelines, effing and blind, like shouting and stuff like that. So he goes, Love it. John McDermott's terrible in goal like, for the second half. Like, just shoot. I keep telling him, just shoot. I don't care where you are, just shoot at him. And uh, Judy Murray, after um, after just before the second half uh, um, had uh, started, she came out. She's one of the rest of the world coaches or yeah. whatever, one of some of the management team. And she came out and they did an interview with Alex Scott and Robbie Williams, who was one of the coaches on the England team. And she basically just said, "Yeah, well, Harry was telling to play through the middle in this second half. We need to get the ball to this person. He's get gave away their whole game plan for the second half." And uh, luckily for them, it was so loud in the stadium that Robbie Williams couldn't hear a thing anyway. And um, the rest of the world just absolutely trampled on England. Um, nice. But big goal from uh, from Lee Mack. Finally, finally he gets his goal. goal after various penalties missed over the years. He's finally got his goal. I can't say it was actually any good because he was literally, the ball kind of fell to him and it would have been harder to actually miss um, the shot than to score it but he did actually miss two about a minute before that but yeah no it's just it's like soccer aid i always quite like it's just very light-hearted you see players like jamie carragher running around giving tom grennan a little elbow and a bit of a push yeah. and stuff like that um yeah it's just a, it's just a laugh at the end of the day it's great fun to watch um and um, just you can't take it too seriously mm. No, yeah, 100%. I didn't, unfortunately, I did not catch it. I was too busy watching Darren Till getting his ass kicked in the <laughs> UFC by Derek Brunson. Honestly, I don't know. If there's any UFC fans in, in the chat, man, how heartbreaking was that for our, our Scouse King? Um, Darren Till, yeah, honestly. I'm, I'm still a little bit heartbroken. But, man, like Paddy Pimblett on his debut, getting the first-round knockout, another Scouser. Um, love to see it. I know, we, we're touching on other sports now, but fuck it, why not? Um... It's a shame we don't have Mike here because I've got another bit of Liverpool news. Obviously, Harvey Elliott's picked up a knock and he's gone back away from uh, England. But I don't know if you've seen. Uh, Virgil van Dijk has picked up an injury. Oh, good. Um, he's playing down an ankle injury, saying that it's a little bit injured, but uh, he says that he's already over it. Um, yeah. Not looking great. 
for well the Liverpool the scouser proclaimed best centre back in the world. Um, it's not great, is it? No, especially his uh, his shenanigans the, uh, last week pushing that that lovely fan away that just wanted a bit of just wanted oh. a quick selfie. Oh. I think this this injury's changed him. It, it, his injury has changed him one hundred percent. Definitely. 100%. But, but if uh, if Liverpool do end up with Van Dijk out this season, then praise be. Hopefully, if, uh, if Van Dijk gets injured this season, and if he gets injured this season and he's out for quite a long time, do we have to start looking at him as a bit of a flop? Because what he's been good for two seasons, they paid eighty million for him or whatever. 70 million um, I think you can start to look at him and judge him in a certain way maybe in the sense that he won't be coming back to ever getting back to where he was uh, in the 2019 season for Liverpool the year that they won yeah so yeah I think it, it might be a case of this this first injury or the, now he's come back from this injury and he might be more prone to now getting more injuries or them, them happening more frequently and this might be the start of the end for for Van Dijk of his glory days the very short lived really but um, in terms of whether he's a flop yeah I, I think know. it's quite hard to say it's a flop when you F- won flops, the flops, and yeah flop's not the right word but I I know exactly where you're coming from you, you have to look at him in a, in a different way now you can't say he might be a little bit like Underwhelming in terms of his actual Liverpool career has been a little underwhel- underwhelming. If that yeah, because like he's been like, and he was great, and he like I'm saying was because like right now he's not the same Virgil Van Dijk that we that we um, have seen in the last few years. But if he doesn't, yeah, if he gets another injury, say, and he doesn't kick on and and get back to where he was, like it's almost like. I don't know. Like, was it worth it? But then, yes, because you got a Champions League and a Premier and your first ever Premier League. Yeah. But then you're not going to be able to sell him on for much. And we know that Liverpool don't exactly buy when they don't sell. No. So I don't know. Man. I think Liverpool will get lucky. Like someone like PSG will throw a hundred mil at them and go, give us Van Dijk. I really do think that Liverpool are going to go back into mediocrity. I hope so. They're, going to, they're not going to win another Premier League for a little while. I really don't think they are. Um, not if they don't reinvest in this squad. No, it'll be and interesting not... to see what they do in January, considering sort of the sort. Because it's only been three games, it's kind of hard to say the the terrible start they've had. Because they haven't had a terrible start; they've had a good start. Yeah, but it's good, yeah. yeah, but it's not that same Liverpool from 2019. Not at all. It's a yeah. I just don't think they're. They're up for it. No, they? and I've seen that they're they're trying to get themselves in the Jude Bellingham sweepstakes, and I just don't see how they can do that when they're up against City, Man United, Chelsea, and, and the lot. Do you know what I mean? Like you'll be up against a PSG, you'll be up against Bayern Munich. If yeah, he's a player coming out of Germany, you'll be up against Bayern Munich. 100%. So I just, I just don't. I think don't I can see there. Bellingham in a Liverpool kit, but I think he might go somewhere else first. I'd love for him to just stay out of the Premier League. I love, I really, I'd love to see Bellingham in the Premier League. Like, don't get me wrong, but if there was a chance that he would be getting first team football every weekend at a Bayern Munich or at a Juventus, it has to go. Yeah, that's the thing go. for young English players that are obviously abroad or whatever. For getting that game time when they're so young, it is it's really good. For you. you can go over there and stuff like that, but. 
I can't speak for, on behalf of every single one, but I'm pretty sure 90 or 95 percent of them they want to play in the Prem every week in week out. They want to play for the best teams. Premier League is, is goal for any footballer that's worth their salt. No, 100 percent. It's the best league in the world. That's not even bias. That is facts. <laughs> Straight facts. But yeah, no, he's. I, I, I agree with you. I'd, I'd love to see him play week in, week out at a, a, a Munich or something. But he will end up in the Premier League. He'll end up at one of the big teams. It's it's inevitable, really. It always happens. Mm-hmm. But it's which one? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I see him... I, I quite like to see him, like, well, to be honest, wherever. It doesn't, it doesn't make a difference to me. Like, I'm Palace, I'm going to get him. So, yeah. what do I care? But... Um, but yeah, no, it'd be interesting. I just think that Liverpool may have missed the boat a little bit this summer. They really should have kicked on, maybe sold someone, bought someone new in. I know they bought in Canate or whatever, but whatever. That's Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like we haven't seen any. He hasn't even played a minute of football yet, so uh, doesn't seem quite worth it at the moment. But we'll see. Obviously, late, later in the uh, later in the window. Now, I don't have. We don't have too much more to go. Obviously, actually, I know. We're going back to the England fan thing. Obviously, at the Euros. Uh, this is the first sort of thing I've seen of it. I don't know if you've seen any anyone, but uh, an England fan has been charged for abusing, obviously, Jaden Sancho, Bakayi Saka, and Marcus Rashford after the Euros. I'll just go through it. A football fan who blamed, yeah. So I'll go. I'll say his name because Scott McCluskey, 43, posted comments on Facebook shortly after the penalty shootout loss to Italy. Um, McCluskey of Cheshire was given a 14-week jail sentence, suspended for 18 months with 30 days of rehabilitation work on racism and diversity. Um, he pleaded guilty, yeah, yeah, whatever, uh, to sending offensive, abusive messages by public communication network. Obviously Twitter, I'm imagining. Um, but yeah, he was... Um, the judge passed the sentence, and at the t- when the judge passed it, the defendant told him, all I can say is I'm deeply ashamed. If you can have a look at this guy... Like, I, I, is he just a proper like, what's the word? Just a very stereotypical, exactly how you think he'd look. Uh, yeah, bro, he looks a mess. I'll be honest with you. Like, he, he does look like a mess. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, I'm not sorry, Scott. You're a prick. Yeah, I was going to say, Scott, take take these. Yeah, exactly, man. But um, yeah, no, he uh, yeah, he, he's been obviously he's also been given a, I believe he's also been given an electric an electronic tag. Um, you can say the electric chair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, electric well. On Saturday and Sundays, he's got an early curfew. That's jokes. Uh, and he's been ordered to pay eighty-five pound cost and one hundred twenty-eight pound victim sur- um, surcharge, which will be deducted from his benefits. Um, Jesus Christ! Yeah, maybe just work on getting a job, brother. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm joking. He, there may be reasons why he's on benefits. That kind of thing. He may actually be, you know, he might be dis- you know, disabled, so you have a disability yeah. of some sort. But doesn't stop you from being an, a racist prick. But um, yeah, it's just good. I hope these, these more of these stories come through. People need to be held accountable for shit that they say. They shouldn't be. I know, I'm all for as well. I'm all for free speech. I think you should be able to say whatever you want to say. But there are consequences for shit that you say, yeah. and you have to be ready to take the consequences if you're ready to talk crazy shit that is yeah. just bollocks. I think publicly naming and shaming them is exactly the way to do it as well. Get their face and their name out there not ruin their lives as such but they need like you said they need to face the consequences oh, don't just if don't just think that you can say whatever you want in that sort of way and obviously just be outright racist and just get away with it that's not how it works anymore it might have been how it worked when you were born or whatever or however many years ago but we're moving in a different direction now you can't do that shit 
and you deserve it. You deserve everything that you're gonna get. Yeah, like 100%. But it's like, uh, yeah, it's just that, man. It, it, it's naming shaming is the only way to do it, man. Because if you're a big, you're a big man enough to put your name on what you've said. You're a big man enough to take the shit for what you said. 100%. I don't want to hear anything else. Um, and these aren't little boys. These are full-grown men in their 40s. These sad, pathetic men in their 40s who are who are abusing a 19-year-old kid, who just because like because he is doing something that they couldn't do and could never ever fucking do, while they yeah. sit alone in their sad little lives, probably fucking you know got a missus that hates them. Um, they're having turkey dinosaurs and smiley faces every night for dinner because no one can fucking cook. You know, like, that's the sort of life these miserable pricks lead, man. And then they just abuse kids who are just trying to fucking bring happiness. It, it's it really, because I, these kids are already 100 million times more successful than he ever will be and ever has been. A lot of it's down to jealousy and stuff like that. Oh, 100%. And just, you're just, yeah. Obviously. I understand emotions at the time. Emotions might be running high. You might have had a drink or two, whatever. But there's no excuses for that sort of thing in terms of the like saying that sort of thing publicly. If you're sat on the sofa, say it to your missus, do whatever you want in your own house. You can't like everyone's entitled to their own opinion. You can give your opinion in the privacy of your own home. You don't need to go out and spread the word as much as you you want and put it all over social media and direct it at these players. As no, I say, no. by all means, do it say it to you misses on the sofa or whatever but it doesn't leave your house i mean no i mean we don't support any sort of no no of course we don't we don't at all not obviously not do, but... obviously not but like i mean for me it's just like i remember when i was watching the fucking final when rashford took that shit penalty i remember the first reaction i had was like oh you wanker why did you do that Never anything racial, or like because of because he's a black don. Who cares, man? Like it, it, it just doesn't. It like, for people like us, it just doesn't even like pop into our heads. Why would it be? Nah, I'll call you a wanker. I'll call you a silly prick for taking a shit yeah. penalty. You deserve that, but you don't deserve to get abused for the color of your skin and all. And it's Marcus Rashford, man. The same Donny that's on benefits. If you've got kids. Rashford is the reason that your kids are getting food. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it, it's insane. But whatever, man. Like, we, we'll just, we'll just, we'll leave that. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, something else that's really been getting on my fucking nerves at the moment is FIFA and UEFA just trying to change everything in football at the moment. No. So for FIFA, are sorting out a proposal for a biennial World Cup. Um, so that would be the World Cup and the Euros will be every two years. Um, so just simultaneously, bang, bang, bang. Um, I think it's a terrible idea. So what it would uh, be, say, the Euros this year, World Cup next year, Euros ne the year after that. So every summer there's something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they they can't do that. They need players need yeah. summers off. One hundred percent, they need summers off. One hundred. They need time to get their bodies back, man. I know they're young, but Jesus Christ, they can't be playing like eighty games of football a year. That's insane. And unfortunately, it's fucking Wenger, mate, at the forefront of it. Yeah. Trying to push it through. I thought Wenger was supposed to be like a hero, like a good, like one of like you know a voice the, for the. That's the thing. Yeah, I've not really read too much into their reasoning behind wanting to do it. All I've heard is that that's the plan that they're proposing. I don't know why they want to do it. I don't know what backing they have for it. 
what the reasoning is, so I can't really pass too much of a, a comment there. But I don't think it is the right way forward. Like you say, obviously players, well, players do need a rest. You see, like what happened with, with Pedri. Pedri's also uh, he was forced to go on holiday by Barcelona after coming yeah. back, and even still he came back from holiday two days early because yeah. he obviously wants to do his part. And he's this is what his first season at Barca, and he's yeah. played however many games this the, in the last twelve months. It's ridiculous how much he's played. It's nuts, man. It's nuts. He's played like seventy odd games this year. No, like, like fair play. It's good experience. You're you're getting all the game time. Like you're getting a lot of game time. Fair play. It's probably what a young player wants. But you're taking the piss out of yeah, it, really. really. Oh, 100 percent. And it's just like I I. It's becoming like even when you've got someone like Wenger now, who's like pro money rather than fans. Like we could be fucked here. Like we could honestly get to the point. Now I'm a big believer in like if something big is gonna happen, like we saw with the Super League and stuff, like. Unlike in other countries like America, when they just they you know they up and move teams from St. Louis to fucking L.A., um, nothing happens, even though that's a crazy thing to happen. But fortunately, over here, I like we actually do something as a fans, as a fan base. We actually do something. Do you know what I mean? It's not all about the money for us. But it does worry me that we're gonna get into the we're gonna get to this thing where the football becomes like I love the NFL. You know, I love the NFL, NBA, and stuff. But they're those things are products, man. They're forms of, do you know what I mean? They're they're literal products. They're not a sport. Yeah. Um, and I just worry that we're going to go that way. I don't want that to happen. I want us to. I want football to keep, you know, the sanctity of football, man. What it is, the tribalism of it, the everything about it. Like the reason why the World Cup and the Euros are so prestigious, and so like, you know, everyone sort is in after. awe, in awe of the teams that win them. It's because they're only every four years. Yeah. Because they are. So, because they're in not... your career, chances are you only ever play in maybe three, four World Cups, right? If that, you got to make it count, man. Yeah, definitely. For every four years, like you, you don't get that many chances, which I think is what makes it so special. If yeah. it, it's like anything. If it becomes too frequent, the novelty wears off, and it becomes boring. Just a bit like the European Super League. You see United playing. Real Madrid seven times a year the novelty wears off it gets boring you see him play maybe like once or twice every couple of years or whatever it's enjoyable it's like it's a rarity you don't get to see that happen but as I say yeah. it just like the novelty wears off it gets boring it's not what it's not what it's not fun anymore no man it's not and it's uh it just gets a bit ridiculous like I I uh I just don't see what like, I get why they want to do it because it's money and all that kind of stuff and it's like so I saw Wenger's thing was like obviously the Euros were only three months ago and they feel like a world away I'm like no, no they don't yeah no they don't yeah it was three months away yeah it feels like a little bit away away because it was a little bit away away mm. it doesn't feel like a year away but the Euros is still very fresh in my mind mm. as a footballing thing and it's just I don't know man just stop trying to Americanize everything have you not seen the state of America yeah like, why do we want to be more like that? But this is the thing. These people, obviously, that FIFA and everything, they see what makes money. And obviously, in America, it makes money. That's what, And that's why they're trying to follow that sort of thing. But they need to realise that without the fans, they won't be making money at all. And it's harder... No, sorry, carry on. I was going to say, yeah, without the fans, they don't, they're not going to make money at all. And even if they do try and... Oh, but we're doing this for you, and we want to give you more football. 
but the reason you want to give us more football is so we buy more tickets there's more um, television rights that to sell there's more that they can do to fill up their pockets and their bank accounts which isn't right and it's going to get to the point obviously we saw it with the European Super League but it's going to get to the point where there'll be a final straw and people say enough's enough I'm done with international football I'm done with the Premier League or whatever it may be people yeah. will, like they've been reporting recently that there's been there's no there's a severe lack of 16 to 25 year olds that watch football nowadays well it's because football went from terrestrial TV free for everyone to on Sky where you have to pay a minimum of 30 quid a month or whatever it is like just for the, yeah. the basic package now what you what they might see is there's a lack of 16 to 25 year olds watching football on Sky BT and so I guarantee you them boys are just on what streaming on Reddit, <laughs> Reddit streaming it because us look we're smart we know yeah. how to get around shit like we know we know we don't have to pay all these things because we know how to get around it obviously man. we we do pay all of these things this is obviously. allegedly for other people similar ages obviously. to us allegedly <laughs> allegedly. Uh, yeah, uh, I am in a fortunate situation where I have got Sky Sports and BT Sports, so I basically get whatever in it. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter. Um, but it's just, it, it's so stupid, man. I just I just can't be bothered with it anymore. Yeah. Change it. Like, I understand there's little changes to football, like VAR, I'm all for because it makes sense. Now, the way they've executed VAR is dreadful. Um, but the idea, the initial idea is fantastic. It, it betters the sport. It, it you know, it... It does bring in actually quite a big form of entertainment, to be honest. No, of course it does. It, There's I'm... all the the memes, and it adds to the controversy and the drama and everything. But the way they did it in the Euros, and the way that they're taking that that now into the Premier League, is a lot better than what has been done over the last couple of seasons. It's just been appalling over the last couple of seasons. Last season, especially, it was very much ruining games. Like most games, every weekend there was at least one bullshit VAR call. You, yeah. they, the, the one time they get one right, everyone's like, oh my god, they've actually got it correct. Like It's surprising. Um, but yeah, I think the way that they've they've changed some of the rules now, where they're sort of favouring the attacker more than defenders, they've made some of the lines with the offside a bit thicker, everything. They're learning from their mistakes and they're pushing it yeah. in the right direction, which is good. Um, but yeah, with this, all these other ideas that they're coming up with, I just think they're just pushing it too far. I just don't think they need all this sort of stuff. Leave it alone. <laughs> we don't always need to change something. There's, if it if it's not broken, let's not fix it. At the end of the day, um, mm -hmm. like I said, there's if there's no reason to change anything, then why bother? That's it, man. There's no point. Like, um, sorry about that, yawn. Oh, God, I'm knackered today. But um, <laughs> yeah, it's just changing stuff for the sake of changing stuff and trying to just push. I don't know. I don't know. They're just trying to get. They're trying to. I think, honestly, they're just trying to dumb shit down. And and you and you struck when you when you try and take on the the more American form of stuff. It's easy when it's in America and everyone sort of has the same general way of thinking in a way. But when you come to you know, let's be honest, the world sport, the rest of us that we care about, you're dealing with different societal and um, cultural, vastly differences, like vast differences that don't always align with the you know um I've forgotten the word for it now but it doesn't always align with the americanism but the american way or the american dream it doesn't align and it and it it almost becomes like you can't just imprint that on everyone and and expect it to work you can in america because essentially they just fucking there's always people in america that would just eat whatever they're fucking given 
Yeah. There'll be some people that, you know, there'll be obviously there's people that, you know, rock the cart or whatever. But yeah, they uh yeah, I mean, it's just stupid, man. You can't do it. Like we've seen it doesn't happen with the Super League. You can't do it with the world. Like, I get why you want to do it because you want to make money and and people with stupid nowadays so they can't hold, you know, they can't defer their uh gratification. They need it immediately. Um so yeah, I don't know, man. I it just it's just a bit crazy. It's just a bit crazy. But um oh, yeah. Liverpool released the, their third kit and it's awful. It is. Jesus. DHL, McDonald's, Shell, whatever you want to go about yeah. it, it's honestly awful. I think uh, Give Me Sport have been doing something on their Instagram recently. I'm not sure if you've seen it, where they've been fixing Premier League kits from this season. Oh, okay. So it's quite it's quite cool. They've obviously they bring up the kit on Photoshop and they change it. It's a, it was a quick time lapse of them changing it. Some of them they didn't change like they didn't change much at all, uh, but they make them look considerably better. I think with the Tottenham kit, the sponsor that they have is red. All they did was change it to the same sort of burgundy colour, the same as the shorts, and the kit looks a lot better. Like a lot better. Um, they've done it, well, as I say, with quite a few kits now, and um, I think it's it's quite interesting to see how easy it could have been. To, yeah, yeah. To sure. just make small, very small, slight changes to drastically improve kits. Obviously, I know it's all a matter of opinion and stuff like that, but I think some of the kits that, or some of the designs for kits that they come out with, I'm kind of baffled. Like, how on earth has someone okayed that? Yeah, no, mate. It's so sh there's so many shit kits out there that it is. It's crazy, man. It's crazy, but you know that'll always be. You know, we need shit kits, man. We can't always have nice kits, you know. But there, it's unfortunate. There's some kits that you can. You, you doesn't matter what you do. The colorway doesn't allow it to be nice. Like Norwich will never have a nice kit. No, never. Not Just never all. will. Their colors are disgusting. Speaking of football you know, kits, uh, when I was uh, driving home from uh, the station earlier from uh, from work. Uh, there was a guy that was walking past one of the local schools, and uh, he's he had a football kit on. It was black shorts, but it was like a yellow football top. But it was faded. Uh, it started fading like here into black. So from mm. a look from a distance, it looked like he pulled his shorts all the way up here, right. <laughs> and he was walking around because it faded quite high instead of just quite low. So he looked like he had really uh, hard shorts on. To maybe laugh. That is joke, to be fair, but yeah, um, that's a funny though. Yeah, well, I think we've still got a, we've got a little fantasy update that we forgot to do. Yes. Oh my God. Yes, we could do the fantasy update. Okay. Uh, Let me bring it up. Here you, we go. Do your thing, Ollie. I'm going to sit back now. Uh, I'm only bringing it up on my phone, not on the. Uh, read it you, out. Read you, it you'll, out. You'll see it all now on the screen. Sit back and relax while Ollie takes you through the transfers. Uh, the so, transfers. Uh, so we'll start off with the results from the last game week. Uh, we had ain't got a Scooby FC or Jacob uh, lost to 420 Blaze Matweedy. Me, it was 33-48 uh, to me. Um, George's Arsenal beat average 52 versus 48. It's still a pretty uh, close game there. Average having um, a tough time. Exactly, oh, average having a very tough time. Uh, Alf's Gay Pride beat uh, Charles Daniel Gregory 54 to 42. Uh, then we, we had Harry's Smelly Alley absolutely dominate Mark's uh, Crouch Potato 67 to 43. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that has left the table like this. <laughs> uh, so, we'll start from bottom. We've got average down in eighth at the moment on zero points. 
Aiton got a Scooby FC with Jacob down in seventh with uh, three points. So obviously, um, down on the uh, the total points is the sort of goal difference on there. Yeah. Um, we've got Mark down in sixth um, with three points as well. And then everyone else is on six points. So we've got George in fifth, me in fourth, Charlie in third, Alf in second, and Harry on Smelly Alley. Uh, Harry on Smelly Alley? Harry in first with Smelly Alley. But um, yeah, as I say at the moment, because it's three points for a win, one point for a draw, zero for a loss, like, like all footballers, you know. Um, obviously, everyone's pretty much drawing on this, or most people are drawing on the same amount of points at the moment. It's just the total points, which is the difference. Um, but yeah, in terms of this weekend's football, uh, we'll have some transfers going through on Friday uh, with someone getting Ronaldo. That's Jacob. someone being Jacob, thank God, and not Mark. <laughs> <laughs> sure, he sent me photos, at screenshots, and everything. So yeah, he's definitely Lovely. got. Um, yeah, we didn't. Yeah. Want, we didn't want Mark to get him. Sorry, Mark, but um, we couldn't have you doing it. You're normally quite good at this fantasy, Malaki, but you're not doing too well this year, and we want to keep that going. He's gonna win this week. He's playing me, and I have oh, nine. Yeah. True, out. very true. Uh, but yeah, we got me versus Harry, Mark versus Alf, Charlie versus Average, and then George versus Jacob this week. So. Should be interesting. I mean, it, it should be uh, good to see where everyone comes. Yeah, I'll be well. I'll be losing. Like, I, I'll be losing. Yeah, because of those players we mentioned earlier, the Brazilian players um, that are, or Brazilian and Argentinian players that are out. Um, there, is, people have significant losses in their team. Alf being one of them. Yeah, who have you got? That'll be easier instead of who haven't you got. <laughs> So going into this week, I will have Maguire, Havertz, Ben Rama, Fernandez, and Ianacho. Strong tip. That, that's it. That's it. Yeah. I've got Allison, Firpo, Consa, Sancho, Wilson, Jesus, Saab, Wendia, Pereira, and James all out. Some of them uh, due to injury. Some of them suspensions. Yeah, some suspensions. Some yeah. COVID. Some yeah, but. All of them I need. I can't really. The only one I'm thinking about trying to send out is Furpo, because um, I don't necessarily need him. Yeah. But like, mate, I'm, I'm fucked this weekend. I'm taking that. I'm taking the L this weekend. But I can't get rid of him because I need him for down the line. So I've just got just yeah. got to take the L. Nothing else. I, uh, I can do. The only two players that I had that weren't going to be playing were uh, Edison and Thiago Silva. Thiago Silva's not really been playing that much for Chelsea anyway. Edison, oh no, I'll just sub in De Gea. Who are playing Newcastle? Keepers <laughs> 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 are not available. Oh god! But, yeah. yeah, no. Obviously, we'll do another update on uh, Tuesday's podcast. Tuesday yeah, next yeah. week's podcast of how we got on over the weekend and everything. But yeah, yes. Well, that's it from us. Um, go and enjoy the rest of your evening, guys. Eight o'clock here. Obviously, the England game has just kicked off. I'm going to go and have some dinner. I've got a lovely little Caesar salad in the fr fridge waiting for me. Lovely, John. But, uh, but yeah, no, Ollie, thanks for joining me again today, my brother. That's all right. Um, See you tomorrow, mate. Literally be back tomorrow, but this time we will have Harry and Bards with us. Um, and which maybe nice. Mark, depending on yeah. if his back. I think I think, just, I think we'll just leave it with Mark for this week because uh, I'd rather him just get better. We've got Bards coming in, so it's great, so it's calm. Uh, Mark, just get yourself better, bro. We'll see you on Tuesday. Um, don't worry about tomorrow. Um, yeah. So apart from that, make, thank you everyone for watching. Make sure to like, subscribe, and follow, and hit notification right there on the screen. Instagram, YouTube. Uh, 
Apple, Spotify, yeah. everything. Follow well, us. Yeah, I'm so happy this has happened. Ollie, can you send us out, brother? I can. Um, I can. Just for, I've got a delivery. I love you all. Mo Farasign. Mwah. <laughs> but yeah, thank you, everyone. It will be another one tomorrow. Uh, obviously, this podcast will be coming out on YouTube and Apple Music, Spotify, everything like that. Um, probably tomorrow or Friday, we might do a double up podcast. Uh, one will be live. One will just go on YouTube. Um, but yeah, and uh, if anyone hasn't noticed, hats to go with the jumpers. Soon come for all of you guys. But yeah, thank you very much, guys. Peace out.